Coming into 2022, I had just two resolutions. Find creative solutions when the work piles up and play more. The best thing that I've done to work toward those resolutions is dancing with Making Waves Studios. Every single time I dance with Making Waves, whether it's online or in person, I leave that class feeling so much better than when I came. It's become one of the best sources of joy in my life. I hope you join me at makingwavestudios.com. This is Shelter in Place, a podcast about embracing the journey in a world forever changed. Coming to you from Oakland, California, I'm Laura Joyce Davis. How are you doing, really? When was the last time someone asked you that and you told them the whole story? Are you tired, burnt out, feeling constantly behind? Or are you bursting with excitement over something good in your life, eager to celebrate something that you've worked hard for, that you're proud of? Maybe you're just grateful that you have someone in your life who makes you feel safe to answer those questions honestly. In this already long slog that is 2022, I've felt all of those things because we don't live our lives in neat categories. We don't get to sideline anxiety or grief even when we have something to celebrate. If you've been listening, then you know that 2022 got off to a rough start for our family. COVID finally came to our house, and with our Kasama Labs podcast course beginning in February, slowing down wasn't an option. Recently, a friend asked me how I was really doing, and I used the term COVID hangover to describe how I was feeling coming out of January. My friend said, hangover suggests that there was some kind of fun had, to which I could only say, good point. But this is not to say that life has been bad. Last month, we learned that our Kasama Collective Training Program was a finalist for the Social Impact Awards. We recently finalized a partnership with Hindenburg that gives all of our students and trainees access to a beautiful audio editing software that is made for podcasters. And then earlier this month, Podcast Magazine included me in their list of 22 podcast influencers for 2022. I am completely floored to be included on this list of movers and shakers. Even though the magazine is in print with my name and picture right there, I keep waiting for someone to contact me and tell me that there's been a mistake. I opened this episode asking how you're doing, really, because never before have I been so aware of the stark contrast between how things can seem and how they actually are. I've done less sharing of this good news than I would like because most days this past month, it was everything I could do to just make it through the day. COVID aside, I am deeply grateful. Months like this don't happen very often. None of these things would have happened without a very long list of incredible people who have supported us, encouraged us, given us advice, listened to these episodes, and stayed with us through this long and winding journey. It's been nearly two years of learning and growing and trying new things and hoping that you stay with us as we learn and grow. I want to take a minute today to say thank you to each and every one of you who is still with us and to those of you who have just joined us. I'm not being dramatic or exaggerating when I say that we would have quit this work a long time ago if not for you, our listeners. 
I know you hear it on every podcast that you listen to, but it really is true that podcasts live or die by whether or not their listeners subscribe to the podcast, whether or not they share it with people. When we're having conversations with podcasting networks that we'd like to be a part of or sponsors, they're all looking at our download numbers. And when you subscribe to the show, those numbers go up. You know those podcasts that you see featured on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or pretty much anywhere? No one knows the exact algorithm, but it's some combination of download numbers, subscriptions, and ratings and reviews. So thank you to each and every one of you who's taken the time to stop what you're doing and write a review for Shelter in Place. We're just a few reviews away from 200 on Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't written one yet, we'd be so delighted if you'd help us to get there. If you'd take a minute to let us know what you enjoy about the show. And last but certainly not least, some of you have been supporting Shelter in Place financially for a very long time. Even though we don't get paid to do this work, it does cost us something to create these episodes. And those of you who have stuck with us have made it possible for us to continue. When you support Shelter in Place, you're not only supporting the podcast, but the work that we've been doing to mentor women and non-binary audio storytellers with the Kasama Collective. The conversation that you're about to hear is one that never would have happened without your support. My husband Nate and I started the Kasama Collective podcast training program a little over a year ago because we wanted to offer the kind of mentorship and guidance that we wished we'd had when we were starting out. Eve Bishop was one of our very first Kasama Collective graduates, and you might remember her from our season two episode, A Good Death that Eve pitched to our team, and that showed me that, yes, talking about death could actually be fun. It's an episode that I love, one of many that Eve worked on with Shelter in Place. This month, Eve is launching her own podcast, Dear Humans, and let me tell you, it's fantastic. You'll hear the trailer at the end of this episode, and if you like Shelter in Place, I think you're really going to like Dear Humans, too. I love the conversation that I'm about to share with you because it captures so much of what I'm grateful for about this work. I hope that as you listen, you feel some of the joy and gratitude that I feel for each of you. Hi, my name is Eve Bishop. I am a podcast producer, a recent graduate of Pomona College, and most recently I've released my first independently produced podcast, which is called Dear Humans. It's a four-part audio documentary that explores the conflict in my hometown surrounding our local deer population and all of the different opinions that exist where I come from over what to do about this issue, which has become sort of a public health and ecological issue that's become really difficult divisive in my community. It's a very specific local conflict, but it's also a microcosm of issues that are happening all around the country and all around the world that have to do with our ability to coexist with the natural world and sort of negotiating the relationship between humans and the natural world and trying to figure out who has the right to inhabit space and who has the right to inhabit land. And so it's about deer, it's about people, it's about conflict, and it's about community and how all of those things work together to create this really interesting story. I want to talk about how we met. It's just been a little over a year ago. It feels like a lot longer than that. I feel like we've had a lot more life together than just 13 months or whatever it's been. I know, it's crazy that it's only been 13 months, you said. I mean, it really does feel like a lifetime. But yeah, I was living at home. I had just gotten sent home from 
my study abroad program in Madrid. That's where I was in March of 2020. So that was really disappointing to get sent home, but you know, it was kind of, we were all in the same boat. And so I was spending time with my parents and it was like the longest period of time I had spent with them since starting college in 2017. And while I was abroad, I had really started listening to podcasts kind of actively. I don't know, something about being far from home, podcasts were very grounding for me. I think hearing familiar voices while I was in this very distant place, it definitely made me feel more connected to the life that I had before I was studying abroad. And that's when I started thinking, huh, maybe this is something I could do. I had done some internships in like television and film, so sort of adjacent media stuff, but never podcast specifically. But because of COVID, there weren't really any internships. People weren't hiring, the world was kind of on pause. And so that was around the time that I was like, hey, well, if I can't get an internship, maybe I should just start teaching myself how to podcast. If no one else can teach me, then I'll teach myself. That was when I got the idea to start working on Dear Humans. And around that same time, I joined the Ladio Listserv, which is, as you know, it's an email listserv with a bunch of really awesome women and non-binary podcasters. Just a really cool community where people post job listings and ask for advice and share advice. And that's when I saw your message in Ladio. And I saw that there was this podcast called Shelter in Place. And so I took a listen to the podcast and I loved it. It was the episode where you're on a road trip with your kids and there's a cyclops. Obviously, it's not a real Cyclops, but people can listen, tune in to find out. Cyclops in Vegas. Yeah, and it was awesome. I just loved it. I just felt like I was taken on such a journey and like really put into your shoes. And so I really just like fell in love with your writing style and your podcasting style. And so I immediately reached out and applied for the apprenticeship, not really knowing what it would entail, but just knowing, oh, this sounds interesting. I'm at home really doing nothing because of the pandemic and I want to do podcasts. What was going on on my side of things was, what we were then calling an apprenticeship program, which now it's the Kasama Collective Training Program. And, you know, you were very much part of that journey of us realizing like, oh, what we're doing is a training program. We need to call it that. We realized we needed to make that distinction. But it was very organic how it all came about. The backstory of what led up to that was my husband, Nate, and I, who'd been working on the podcast together since the summer of 2020. We were kind of at this point where we both knew that we were doing the best work we'd ever done in our life. And yet we were beginning to realize that downloads were never going to be the thing that satisfied us. You know, it was so fickle. It was like one day you'd have 1,500 downloads and then the next day it would be like, is anybody listening? Nate and I had been talking for a while about the things that we were learning as we created this work, but we did not envision starting what's now becoming a nonprofit and this whole thing that is most of our life is devoted to this now. A former grad school classmate had reached out to me in maybe November of 2020. And she said, you know, I know somebody who is interested in learning how to do a podcast, but she doesn't have any experience. Would you be willing to take her on? I didn't even post it, but I had responded to an email on Ladio. There was somebody who said, hey, I'm looking for mentorship opportunities. And we had taken on this one person I mentioned, Sarai Waters, was that person my grad school classmate told me about. And I said, hey, we just are starting this thing. You know, we have some modules that we've worked out that we're teaching. Maybe we could take on one or two more people. You were one of the people that then reached out to me and there were a bunch of others as well 
it was really only in that moment of realizing, oh, there's actually a need here that we didn't even realize to be invited into that process of narrative podcasting, really to understand it start to finish, being allowed to touch the work in a way that I think you don't get too often in like an internship. That's always been my experience of internships is I learned some stuff, but I never got to really work on anything that mattered. I didn't come away from those experiences being set up well professionally. And we really wanted to provide some way to not only give people podcasting skills, but also to hopefully give them the kind of mentorship relationships that would set them up well for life and that they could 10 years from now call us up and say, hey, I'm applying for this thing. Can you be a reference or can you give me advice or whatever? And I had always longed for that in my own creative life. I had wonderful teachers in grad school, but I got my MFA in 2006. Like that's a long time ago to be asking for references. And so that was always sort of the vision behind it of how can we set people up so that hopefully this is a good enough relationship that we set them up well for life and there's an ongoing support there. Yeah, we had that first conversation and I immediately knew like, oh, she's great. We're going to hit it off. We're going to connect. I really hope she takes me on for this. And you did. And I'm so grateful. And it was all kind of history from there, right? So I want to actually share with you my memory of my first time working with you. You know, you were in that first cohort of Kasama Collective Trainees. You were the first person that I ever did a script with. We were co-writing, having that sort of awkward process of teaching somebody not just to write an episode with you, but write your voiceover. And we were sharing a Google Doc. And I remember walking out in the woods and having a phone conversation with you about it where you were like, really, is it okay if I'm writing your voiceover? And I'm like, you don't know me that well, but you absolutely should try to inhabit my voice and try to hear what that sounds like and write that way. And I know that's going to be a little bit of an awkward process, but that's part of the learning curve is just giving yourself permission to try. And then that's what editing is for, right? Like you can always change that script and have it evolve. And I remember thinking, this is a person who really understands what it means to collaborate. And I really appreciated your openness to that process. It really was so enjoyable to do that process with you. That was a really cool experience for me because, I mean, you said it was your first time really collaborating with someone on an episode. But for me, it was my first time doing anything really on any podcast episode. And so the fact that you trusted me to just go in and start writing VO, it was just really, really cool. Like I had never really had that experience of starting something new and just having someone be like, yeah, you're going to come on board and you're going to have an equal part in this. I think that gave me like a huge boost of confidence and also just the space to really explore something totally new for me and fall in love with it. I mean, I came out of my time with you guys with like six producer credits and to go from just being a podcast listener and not really knowing anything about production to having six producer credits under my belt. Not only was it an incredible learning experience, but it really gave me something tangible to show for myself. And that helped me get other jobs and it helped me with Dear Humans. That was really just like a launching point for me. And so I just really appreciate you bringing me on board and trusting me with that at such an early stage. Yeah, well, it was fun. And something that I have tried to hold on to, not just in podcasting, but my whole life as a creative is we can learn things from other people at all stages of life. And just because somebody is new to something doesn't mean that they're not going to have some really interesting things to teach you. 
I'm thinking in particular of a couple of episodes that you and I did where we were in the script together or we were audio editing together or whatever it was. And sometimes we were tackling some pretty tough topics and really trying to be thoughtful about how do we write about this in a way that brings the nuance to this topic that's needed and doesn't try to make things neat and tidy because this isn't a neat and tidy topic. I'm thinking particularly of the Justin McRoberts interview. One of the things he talks about is how this church fell apart over LGBTQ plus issues and the church's very difficult history with that community. He was wrestling with this stuff and trying to understand it for himself. And so we were trying to honor that and trying to give space for a whole range of experiences. I really valued having you in that process with me because it was such a complicated topic to try to dig into and honor all of the different people who were involved in that story and honor Justin's story and try to make space for there to be some messiness in that because it wasn't going to be something that we solved in one episode. Honestly, I don't know that I could have done that in that way without you being part of the process. I still remember conversations that we were having over Voxer, this voice memo app that we've used a lot. And I think that collaboration at its best looks like that. It looks like people coming together and being really honest about like, hey, I'm actually not sure how we should do this. Like, can we talk through this? Here's my ideas, but I don't know, is this even off base? And push back on me if you need to push back. You and I did that many times, but that episode in particular, I just think of as one that I'm so proud of and I love that episode. And also it was terrifying to put out there because I was just so worried that I was going to get it wrong. And I think having you in that process with me and you bring very different life experiences and we could kind of hold up each of our experiences and the story that Justin had shared with us and really try to find a place to land with that that felt like it was honoring everybody involved. I'm really glad you mentioned that episode because a lot of the lessons I took away from that ended up really contributing to the process of me creating Dear Humans. We were dealing with some really sensitive topics that could really elicit different reactions and maybe controversial reactions from people. And that's really scary to be the person who's creating a narrative around a subject that you know people are going to have pretty strong opinions about. And that's pretty much the entirety of my podcast is a conflict that people feel really, really passionately about. I interviewed people who feel really passionately on one end of the spectrum, which is diehard animal rights activists. We should not be hurting, killing, capturing any of these animals, despite whatever impacts they may have on humans. And then there are people on the total opposite side who I interviewed who are hunters, who are conservationists, who are trying to help the environment by taking down animal populations. And then there are people who follow every step of the way in between. Something that was really difficult for me was staying true to the story that I wanted to tell and being honest about my reactions to what I was hearing, but then also honoring the opinions of all the people I interviewed. And how can you do that when all of their opinions are so different and some of them are actually directly clashing with one another? And so something I really took from that experience with you was being open about the journalistic process within the piece itself. So in Dear Humans, I do a lot of reflecting on what I've learned throughout the podcast. 
instead of just sort of relaying the facts that were given to me, I'm kind of grappling with my process of understanding what's being told to me and trying to figure out where my opinion falls and how that relates to all the people I've spoken to but then also not wanting to disrespect or dishonor someone's opinion because these people have the right to have their opinion too. Working with you on that Justin McRoberts episode really showed me that it is worth it to push through and to kind of take a chance on a topic that could elicit strong reactions as opposed to kind of playing it safe. I do think the most interesting stories usually lie at that intersection of where people feel really, really conflicted about something. I think just allowing myself into the journalistic process, which is something that you do so beautifully with Shelter in Place, is really like you are a character who is a part of all of these stories you're telling. Allowing myself to be a part of the story I was trying to tell as well, and not trying to be objective, realizing I can't be objective. And so if I can't be objective, take advantage of my subjectivity, right? Like make that a part of the piece, make that something that can make the piece more interesting. It's one of the great things that you bring to Dear Humans. It makes it special, even as somebody who is learning it. You were open and you were willing to explore these different ideas and ways of doing things. And I think that is probably the most important quality of any storyteller or creative is to be open and to be willing to have those sometimes hard conversations so that you can land at a place that actually feels more true and authentic and honoring to the people you're writing about. Hi, I'm Eve. I'm from the east end of Long Island, New York. Growing up, there was one wild animal I came across constantly, deer. Half of the people want to see them vaporized, the other half won't let you touch a little hair on their head. This is a podcast about deer and people, and how in one unique community, these two species are bound in a web of conflict that has been decades in the making. Everybody's screaming for a solution but nobody's even trying. It makes me want to cry. It's like, how do we undo this? We know that hunting works. Over all these years and all the things they've tried, hunting works. I think people are starting to come around and realize they have to do something. You gotta do anything and everything you can to win this battle. The more I dug into it, the more I realized how these same stories were playing out all across the country. In a very real sense, Deer-human interactions are a microcosm of the many challenges our society faces in dealing with the natural world. So yes, this is a story about deer, but it's also a story about people. It's about the environment and our relationship to it. It's about land and who has the right to inhabit space. It's about disease epidemics. And ultimately, it's about conflict. Why we take sides, how opinions get politicized, and what we can learn by listening to one another. I'm Eve Bishop, and this is Dear Humans. Dear Humans is coming to all major podcasting platforms soon. For more information, visit evebishop.net. As you say so well in your trailer, how do we look at our world and all of the division and disagreement and hurt and brokenness that we all see? And how do we honor each other's humanity not that we're all going to get along, but how do we understand that the opinions and even the differences and disagreements that we have, they all came from someplace. There's a story leading up to that for each and every one of us. 
that shaped our opinions and our beliefs and the way we show up in the world? And is there a way that we can understand those stories a little bit better and hopefully find some connection and a little bit less of the disagreement and loneliness and disruption that we're going to face inevitably? There's something so uniquely intimate about podcasting, about putting your headphones in and just being able to kind of be a fly on the wall. When you have to focus only on sound, you really can immerse yourself in a story in a way that I don't think is quite the same in other mediums like film and TV. I think there's a lot of potential in being creative when you are limited in a sense. I think not having visual aspects to podcasts opens up a lot of avenues for creativity. I really fell in love with sound design, all the different tools you can use to make people feel different ways with music and with sound effects and with your voice. During the last two years, having so many people in my life that I don't see anymore. And so the only way sometimes that I get to experience those relationships is through like a voice memo that they send me. And I think that's been a big part of what's helped me to not feel so alone the last two years, even though there have definitely been stretches of time where I've hardly seen anybody. And I've realized that what I love about podcasting is the same reason I love those voice memos. It gives me a little piece of that person. I think that that's the kind of crazy thing about this medium is that there's a certain built-in intimacy when you start talking. At least for me as a writer, like I love writing, but I can waste hours on a single email because I'm overthinking what I'm saying. And especially if it's somebody I don't know very well, I'm sitting there obsessing, tinkering with every word and sentence. And when I talk, it's like I free myself from all that perfectionism and all that overthinking. Even with text messages, it feels so much more me to leave a little voice memo rather than type a text message. There's so much that can be misinterpreted in an email or a text. And again, I'm a writer. Like I love the written word. I will always love the written word. But there's this wonderful kind of symbiotic relationship between writing something on the page and then speaking it through voice that allows me to kind of relax a little bit and be less tightly edited, Laura. I can kind of relax into myself in a different way than I do on the page. I think it's a really special medium and I've just found a lot of comfort through podcasts and I've also learned a lot through podcasts. It's just a really cool space that's also just growing in really interesting ways. Like it's just booming right now. And I think that's really cool to be in a space where so many people are having all of these new ideas and there are just more and more podcasts popping up, which can be intimidating as a podcaster, but it's also really inspiring. There's a never ending pool of podcasts that I can listen to and find inspiration from. Well, I'm deeply, deeply proud of you, Eve. You're doing such awesome work. Congratulations on launching Dear Humans. I can't wait to see where you go from here. And it truly is a delight to get to cheer you on. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, as always. This was really nice, just getting to chat with you about doing what we love. It's really cool. And it's cool to see how our relationship has evolved, too. When you said these relationships, they're not just for the semester. Like, you're right. I mean, here we are a year and a half later, and we're still collaborating, and we're still supporting each other, and I think that's really great. And I feel like I've just found a mentor for life in you, and so I'm really grateful. If you've appreciated Shelter in Place these past two years, and it's made you feel a little less alone, you can help us to continue this work by supporting us for as little as $5 a month. As always, we'll give you a special personalized shout out at the end of the episode to let you know just how much we appreciate you.
I want to take a second to thank Matt and Alexis Iaconis, who were our very first sponsors and who make some of my favorite wines on the planet. If you're a wine drinker and you haven't yet tried their brick and mortar wines, which were recently featured in Forbes magazine, head to brickandmortarwines.com and enter the promo code SHELTER. Matt and Alexis, we appreciate not only your incredible wines, but your commitment to saving our planet with the work you do. The Shelter in Place music was created by Chase Horseman at Reactor Productions. Additional music and sound effects for this episode come from Storyblocks. Nate Davis is our creative director, Sarah Edgel is our design director, and Melissa Lent is our project manager. Until next time, this is Shelter in Place. I'm Laura Joyce Davis. And now, if you're still listening, here's a little outtake. That was kind of long-winded. Maybe I should cut that. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I thought that was great. <laughs> Okay, so Eve, why podcasting? What is it about this medium that you're drawn to? Yeah, that's a great question, since I read it myself. Um. (laughs) Yay! You're amazing! You're amazing! (laughs) Yay! Uh, You can cut that out. That could be in the outtake. (laughs) 